Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. We've looked at all four ways in which men or humanity differs from animals, and we saw the significance of those. And we spend a lot of time talking about gender and sexuality, looking at the third and the fourth way that man, the creation of man differs from animals. Now we want to go to the fifth one, and this fifth one is really, really very, very important. This fifth one is huge. Is the fact that it is only humanity, it's only man and woman that were created in the image of God. So this is going to really be very important taking this teaching forward. But before we do that, before we go to number five, we need to take a break because we want to look at other matters arising in creation story. And we also want to look at some deep mystery that are connected to the creation story. And this is going to key us nicely into number five, the fact that the man and the woman were created in the image of God. Why was that? What is the implication of that? What exactly is the image of God in man? And what, why is that really so important to, to us? So we are going to read Genesis chapter 1. We read from verses 1 to 3. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the heart was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moves upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 to 11. You will remember this was in the middle of the Ten Commandments. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy works, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work. Thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy main manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gate. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So what we want to do today, like I said, before we move on to number five, before we move on to look at man, the man and the woman, humanity, before we move on to humanity as the image of God. Okay, before we do that, we want to look at this mystery. This mystery, there are some matters that we want to consider that arises from the creation story. And number two, we want to look at some deep mysteries from creation story. Let's start this way first, okay? So matter arising. Obviously, some science so-called want us to believe that man is evolved from other animals, other animal life. And we, we, you, you, you've been taught about some of this in, in school, how we evolve from little form of animals up till, you know, the apes and then the animal. Okay, the truth is this, that when you read the scripture, the Bible says, and we have shown it very, very clearly, that the creation of man was absolutely unique. Okay, we've seen five different ways in which the creation of man was unique. Having said that, you will see that there's a sense in which there's a continuity between the creation of animal and the creation of man. On the sixth day, you will notice that some animals were created on the sixth day. Okay, Some animals were also created on the sixth day, the same day that man was created. Also, we realize that the body of man was created from where? From the ground. So there's a sense in which 
there is a continuity. So it's not a sharp break. There's something about man that came from the soil. And that is very, very important for us to establish, okay? There's a part of man, our body shares this material world from which the animals were also created. So there's a sense in which a part of man share the same materials, share the same experience that animals also share. So we need to establish that. That is not a clean break. Yes, animals have blood. Man have blood. It is true. There's a sense in which you, there's a limited sense in which some animal could be trained to do one or two things that a human being can do. For example, some animal could be, animal don't talk, but some animal could be trained to actually say one or two syllables. So what we are saying is that there's a sense in which there's a continuity because man dwells on earth. Okay. But having said that, we have to see that man was created. There's something about man that is different. In fact, not just something. That the core, the core being of man is different from animals. There's no continuity between our core being and that of animal. Because the Bible says that God made his body out of the soul. And God breathed into it the breath of life. And man became a living soul like we saw when we go to our number i believe it was number three let me check that it was number two then the creation of man was unique yes god formed his body from the from the soil but god breathed into it there was something that came from the very being of god from the very heart of god from the very nature of god that came out of that into that body that was never done to any other animal and man became a living soul and that is why when animal dies animals extinct they disappear there's something in man that is eternal there's something in man that will not die because that thing came from god and the bible says that when man died the spirit will return to god who created it and it is important that, yes, in one sense, we recognize that there is something in man that is a continuity of the creation in the sixth day with the other animals. But at the same time, that the core being of man is totally different from other animals. That there was something in man that no other animal shares. Or rather, let's put it positively, that there is something in man that man shared with the nature and the being of God that separate him from other animals. And we will see that it is that being that actually causes man to have dominion. It is by the reason of that which we share with God that no other animal shares that makes man to be given the dominion and to reign, to, to have dominion over other animals. And this is very, very important. So this is one matter that, is, that arises from our reading of the creation story. However, some people may ask that how do we reconcile other pagan story of creation to this creation story of the Bible? Because it is true that the book of Genesis is not the only story of creation that has come down to us from ancient world. And that is true, that there are some other creation story from the ancient world. For example, we have the Babylonian creation myths. We have the Canaanite creation myths. So there are some creation stories that have come through some other tradition that has come down to us from ancient world. We have tales of gods making mankind from other creation worlds. So the question then is that did Moses draw from this pagan story? Can we actually believe the story of Genesis? Is it a 
a, a situation of Moses actually drawing from this pagan story. And this is what we want to look at at the moment. Now, when you look at all these creation story, all this pagan creation story, you know, I've given you a sample from those that came to us from Babylonian uh, uh, tradition, those that came down to us from the Canaanite tradition, and there are some other creation story from other traditions, from other pagan tradition. And when you look at all this story, and I'm not going to spend time to look at them individually or come into the detail, but people have looked at them, and people said that, yes, it is true that there are some details Okay, that are similar. When you look at the creation story in Genesis chapter 1, and when you look at all these other stories from pagan tradition, that yes, it is true that some, some details that are similar, but this story are significantly different from the story of the Bible. This pagan creation story are significantly different from the story of the Bible in some important respect. So this is very, very important. So while some details are similar, there are significant contrasts between pagan myths and the Christian creation story. So let's look at some superficial uh, similarities. And the question is, does this similarity actually count against the truth and the originality of the Genesis story? And the answer to that is actually no, it doesn't count against it. If anything, it is a it counts for it rather than for Against it, but look at some. Let, let's look first at some superficial similarities. Oftentimes, a whole lot of this story have story about what the water above and the water beneath firmament, which have been separated. They have story about light before the sun, moon, and the star. Both describe mankind's failure to please the deity. Both refer to plants that confess immortality. Both many of them will mention serpents, and many of them will also mention global. Floods. So yes, in some of these details, some of these pagan record of creation have some similarity they share with the Genesis story. But there are profound differences, and it is these differences that set the story of Genesis apart. Okay, the first thing is that most of these pagan story will talk to you about war of gods. Okay, one god battling <laughs> with another god. You don't see that in Genesis creation story. This was God stepping into the stage and creating. It's not about one god fighting another gods. It's not, you know, battle of gods. No. Also, when you read a lot of this pagan story, you will see, uh, you know, some of this story will describe natural elements as gods, you know, the gods of thunder, the god of iron, the gods of this and the gods of that. You don't see that in the Genesis creation story. It's all about God. God is the main character in this story. And by the way, is the only character, yes. He brought in other people. This is the main character of this story. So you don't see this issue of, you know, gods of the elements of this world, god of thunder, god of sun, god of moon, god of iron, and all those things, and gods fighting in creation. You don't see that. Also, in a lot of this creation story, in pagan you know, tradition, you will see that creative activity is often interlocked with sexual activity, you know, but Genesis does not describe God's creation in this way. Also, Genesis record of creation talks about day, talks about in the beginning, it talks about days. Oftentimes, a lot of these pagan creation stories 
and meet speak oftentimes not in 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 the sense of days but in the sense of seasons but there is one very important point in which the creation story in genesis chapter one differs from the pagan story of genesis and it's at the point that we are in at the moment is about the creation of man and the relationship between god and man oftentimes in this pagan creation story man was an afterthought oftentimes in this creation story man was an afterthought the humanity was an afterthought and oftentimes man was portrayed in this story as slaves to the race of the gods so and that is not the story that you see in genesis in fact as we will see that the story of genesis the high point of the story of creation in genesis chapter one is the creation of man that was the crescendo you have a feeling when you read genesis chapter one and you read the story of creation that it was building up to the creation of humanity it was building up to the creation of this special being the man and the woman that god was going to create they were the crown jewel of god's of God's creation, that everything just seems to be moving towards this high point of the creation of man, that God had man, God had humanity, God had the man and the woman in mind when God started creating the world, when God created the universe, and when God created the things on earth. Man in Genesis creation story was not an afterthought. And man was not created as a slave to the race of the God. The, the humanity was not created as a slave race for the gods. Unlike a whole lot of the story that you read in pagan creation story. The existence of other creation myth actually shows that other culture knew the truth of creation. But it has been polluted. The story has been altered. The fact that other culture, even culture before the, 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 the Jews, even those cultures, they have some sense of some of this truth. And like a lot of these things always happen, the devil has polluted those stories. So the existence of those stories actually shows us that the story of creation was already in existence. Okay, the existence of other creation myth actually shows that other culture knew the truth of creation but their story has been altered, their story has been corrupted, and what God has done for us is to actually give, in Genesis chapter 1, the, to, to preserve for us the true story of creation, that God stepped at the edge of nothingness and God started creating. He created the universe, and then He stepped on earth, and He created, you know, man in the Garden of Eden. First of all, He created all the things in six days, and on the sixth day, he created his man and his woman. Because there's something very, very important about these two beings. So it is very important for us to understand that. So we are looking, what are we doing now? We are looking at matters arising from this creation story. Yes, we've only dealt with the four ways in which the creation of humanity, the man and the woman, was different from other animals. And we have seen the continuity and the contrast between the animals and man. Man is different from animal in a profound way, in an important way. Having said that, there are some things we share with the animal kingdom with respect to our body, with respect to the fact that God created the body from 
the soil from the ground. But no animal share the image of God. There's a sense in which man is different from animal. And like I said, putting it positively, man and only humanity, when I say man, I'm talking about the man and the woman. Humanity only share the image of God. And it is in that very important and significant way that man differs from other animals. And it is that image of God in humanity that actually gave them the dominion, the right to have dominion over the fish, over the boss, and over all animals. Praise the Lord. Now, before we go today, I'm going to introduce another thing I want us to talk about before we go to number five. So we also want to talk about some mystery that we see in the Genesis story. Now, one of the things, like, you know, what we are doing here is that we are looking at stories. Now, when you read a good story, good writers and artists, they put careful thought into what they create and how they create it. And when you read very good story, when you read good stories or good books, or when you look at good, you know, picture that is, that is painted by good artists, what you will see is that there will be subtle patterns in the story or in the art that is not obvious when you look at it before and we see the same thing in the scripture because god is the greatest writer is the greatest artist and when you look at the bible you will see this pattern and that is one of those patterns i want to bring out you will see this throughout the scripture but in the genesis story there are patterns there are patterns that you can actually connect and trace through the whole bible there are patterns that are established in the in the creation story in the bible that sometimes when you look at it at first you don't see the pattern but when you look at it closely when you look at it carefully you begin to see this pattern the pattern works to unify the entire work the pattern works to connect various part of the work whether you're talking about art or whether you're talking about literature this pattern helps you to connect various area of the the work and also to unify it so this pattern draw attention also to important point so it is important for me to say this because the bible is not an exemption when you read the bible because god is the greatest writer because god is the greatest author because god is the greatest artist you see that in this bible masterpiece in this masterpiece call the bible you will see patterns you will see this point of importance where part of the bible connects with each other this pattern that allow us to connect the entire work as a whole and this is one of the things i want to point to before we finish today so the part the bible is full of pattern when you look at characters in the bible relationship actions object instruction celebration and things like that okay you will see that some of the things we take for granted you know the story there the character there some relationship there some action some object some instruction even celebration of the jews the feast the things they do in the temple or when it was tent temple a whole lot of things of these things are patterns there are patterns that number one 
tells us the importance of what we are reading and also connect us to some other part of the of the Bible and also help us to look at the work as an entire and a uniform whole. So when you look at all these patterns, when you look them together, they help us to see the unification of this epic story that we are reading. This work of God that we are reading from the beginning to the end, you will see the unity. The unity is brought to us when we understand and know and walk with this pattern. Praise the Lord. So this pattern makes the passage to come alive and print its theme upon our heart. So when you look at this pattern, it makes the work to come alive. It's not a drag. When you see the intricacy, when you see the connection between the story of the Old Testament and the New Testament, between the story of Abraham and the story of Jesus, between the story of Joseph and the story of the... When you see this connection between Israel, Israel in Egypt and the church, when you see all this connection, it makes the world to come alive and also it begins to help us to get a handle of the theme and the story that run through the scripture. You know, sometimes these patterns are obvious because the same words are used in different parts of the story. Sometimes that is obvious, but other times it is not as obvious. Other times it is subtle and it requires careful study to connect the pattern. Maybe it's sometimes understanding the culture, sometimes understanding the word that was used. So sometimes these connections are obvious. Sometimes those connections are actually interpreted for us in the scripture. Sometimes they are not. Sometimes we need to study closely the scripture for us to be able to see this connection. So I'm going to talk about one or two of this connection, but I'm not going to do that today. I'm going to stop now by the grace of God. So when we come back the next time by the grace of God, I'm going to look into some of this connection in the book of creation and see how that is connected to the rest of the scripture. Just a few of them that we are going to connect together in the book of Genesis, and that makes the world to come alive, and then we can take it off from there. Praise the Lord. Now, if you are listening to me today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to do because God loves you. For God so loved the world. God loves you enough to give his life for you. Why did he do that? Because that was the only way. There's no other way for him to help us because we are destined for hell. We are destined for destruction. And the only just way he could deliver us is by sending his son. Now, he cannot force salvation on you. You have to accept. You have to come and admit that you are wrong and accept the gift of salvation that he has created ask Jesus to come and be your savior will come it will be your savior it will take that heart that is dead out of you and give you a new heart give you a spirit become your brother and your father will walk this walk with you and when this is all over you will spend eternity with him in the new earth and the new heaven please do it today tomorrow may be too late we sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha teaching channel they will bless you. Thank you.